back in. Final hour here in After Hours. Eight o'clock questions, pretty easy. Chinese restaurant. You go crab rangoon or egg roll. Better believe I'm dead serious about this. Because I'll be real with you. Crab rangoon all the way. 913-586-7610. Jay Southland Toe Service text line. Crab rangoon. Egg roll. I mean, you talk about a tough decision. Now, a lot of people will tell you both. But I'm telling you right now, gun to your head. Crab Rangoon or egg roll. First leg of the parlay taken care of is North Carolina beats Florida State. Coming up next, we got Iowa State minus four and a half Baylor money line. Going to be a tough game. Little breaking news is Bill Self indicated tonight on a show that he does major renovations to Allen Fieldhouse could be introduced in the next week to 10 days. This from Jordan Gusky will address changes inside and outside the arena. So that's interesting. I'd like to know what they'll do to Allen. Jordan Gusky covers the University of Kansas Athletics for the Topeka Capital Journal. So that's interesting because it's a lot of people hate the windows. 816 Crab Rangoon, 913 Crab Rangoon. Where do you go? That's the random eight o'clock question tonight. You go Crab Rangoon or do you go egg roll? From the 816 Crab Rangoon. Yeah, man. For those that get that. What a time to be alive when that yeah, man thing was going around. Miss those guys. Uh, you go crab rangoon or you go egg roll? I love both to death. And I'll usually head. get two. But yep. if I'm going like had to eat one for the rest of my life, yep. I love the deep friedness of the egg roll. But when you add in the cream cheese and the crabby mm. flavor, baby, it's crab rangoon all the way. There's a trick to eating crab rangoon. And I'm going to share all right, it with so you. I've, I, what is yours? You open that bad boy up. You break off the end corner pieces and use that as like a chip and dip. That way you don't get just a full, you know, cream bite. You can open it up, scoop out the middle part, and then once all the cream cheese is gone from your corner parts and you have that little sog-pitted little bottom, then you fill in your Chinese food and that, and you got like a little wrap, a little Chinese taco. I have never heard that way to dissect a crab rangoon before. Mm. Mine is usually take it whole, down in the, the little crevices, you just do a little soy sauce around the edge mm-hmm. so it doesn't, you know, it seeps in nice and slow so you're not getting a full soy blast in that first bite. Then you split it in half, fold the corners to the end so you're eating the puff piece first with the crunch at the end. Mm. You ever taken the cupcake and cut it in half and made a sandwich out of it? I, I haven't because I'm not a big fan of cupcakes. It's too much flavor of, mm. of uh, icing right off the jump. But maybe with that sandwich style, yeah, get a little you, bit more of a hostess hostess feel. That's right. You don't get all, you know, creamed at the top. I don't feel like I have a diabetic first bite. That's a big step. Egg rolls. Got to have some egg rolls and egg drop soup. That's from Pam. 
I'm not egg drop soup guy, but I'm runny egg guy, and that makes me very contradicting. I'm more of a hot and sour guy when it comes to the soups. But in case you missed it at the start of this conversation, before we did the random question, I want to bring up that Kansas announced tonight, Bill Self on his radio show said that there plan to be renovations at Allen Fieldhouse. Announcements within the next week to 10 days, or as some of us like to say, in the next seven to 10 days. From Jordan Philpot on Twitter, couldn't agree more on the LIV, so lame. They really want the team aspect to be so lame. They really want the team aspect to work, and it's sinking quick. And then he says, hashtag Rangoon. Crab Rangoon, that was a full sweep on the question tonight. Except for one. Somebody said egg roll because they want the egg drop, egg drop soup. That's a pan. I don't know, man. Real That's question is, do you go egg roll or do you go veggie roll? Never like veggie a- roll. Okay. Egg, egg roll all the way. Pork or chicken? Probably pork. Or if it's like a shrimp egg roll, those are also good. Or the wontons. Chinese food is just very dangerous for me because it's something that I've been in rehab for for quite some time because it's just not something you should eat a lot of. And unfortunately, I do can't get on the can't get back on the wagon or is it off the wagon off the wagon. Anyways, earlier tonight, we talked about a tweet that one Carrington Harrison tweeted out. He talked about what the Chiefs could do in regards to the draft coming up. As of now, the Kansas City Chiefs have 11 picks. I'm sorry, not yet. 11 picks, nine picks. They have nine that will probably turn into 11 because of compensatory picks that will follow. And the draft is in Kansas City, April 27th, 58 days away after the sun went down. We call that a day. So 58 days tomorrow. The draft will be at Union Station at a fantastic spot right by the Liberty Memorial, all the World War I Museum, everything there. It's just going to be absolutely awesome to see. And Brett Veach will have at least nine picks, maybe more. And the reason I say maybe more is because there is a very big opportunity for the Chiefs to make a splash. That splash is, of course, what Carrington Harrison alluded to of the drive earlier today on Twitter. He'll be back tomorrow from 2 to 6. I know you've missed him. Royals are on Friday and today. Tomorrow, Carrington Harrison will bring this more to life. But he says, why not trade Legereus Sneed and see what you get more out of with that trade? In fact, I think the exact tweet, I want to read it right, My logic for a Snead trade is the Chiefs have shown an ability to draft and develop corners without ever tying up a bunch of assets or cap space. Your one to three is set with McDuffie, Watson, and Williams, plus whatever you draft. It's something I'd call around and see what he's worth. Again, not saying that they will. He then doubles down because some people say, I don't think it's that easy to replace Legereus Snead. He's in a nice niche with Spag's defense. Can blitz, fall back. Coverage, blah, 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 blah. He can also tackle. He's good at football, to say the least. Carrington responds with a Brett Veach's bet skill set is finding talented corners in the mid to late rounds. You found Sneed once on a rookie deal. What's stopping them from doing again? They also traded Javarius Ward. 
when he was due a contract, and now he's with the 49ers. And the thing that's interesting about Legereus Sneed is that if, in fact, Legereus Sneed's stock is as high as it's possibly going to be, you are in a very big business decision. And the NFL, we can all agree, is big business. And when you look at the NFL and what Legereus Sneed could bring to the Chiefs, I wouldn't take anything less than a second-round pick for him. Right? I'm not taking a third. I'm not taking two-thirds. I'm taking at least a second-round pick. You throw another second-round pick involved with nine to maybe 11. Now we're looking at 13, 14 picks in a draft where someone who, when it's draft time, does really well. Brett Veach in the draft is like Patrick Mahomes down 10 with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. A little unstoppable and a little bit ridiculous. Again, Williams, Pacheco, McDuffie, Karloftis, Cook, Sky Moore, all found in just last year's draft. The last 22 players Veach has drafted, 20 of them are on the roster. This team has won two Super Bowls. It has been to three. It has been to five consecutive AFC Championship games. A lot of it has to do with head coach and quarterback, but most of it, and a lot more than you think of it, has to do with how you develop and how you draft. Look at the Royals, man. There's no salary cap in baseball, but if you get it right for a couple of years, you've got control and you've got a little bit of time. And if it works, it's nice. And sometimes you got to make trades that at the end of the day make you think, oh, God, really? Tyreek Hill was traded. You got Sky Moore in that draft. I get it. They're nowhere near the same page yet. Probably never will be. But Sky Moore might be somebody that you look back in three years and go, remember we traded Tyreek Hill? He was one of those guys we got for it. One of those 900 to 1,000 yard guys. One of those shorthand guys that no longer punt returns. But I think when you look at it in that regard, Brett Veach does really good at making the right decision when you need to make that decision. And unfortunately, in this decision that is a business, you have to make business decisions. I understand that this team is important to a lot of you, and a lot of you want to see them have another parade and another trophy in next year's season. I promise you it can happen without Legereus Sneed because of what you have in Brett Veach. And if you don't think that Brett Veach and Andy Reid have the trust and the respect and the, the notion that they each know what they're doing, this was Brett Veach on Pat McAfee's show just a few short days ago about where their relationship is within the season, their understanding, and their trust. Well, I think um, to start, just the simple fact that I really came up and I've experienced every level. I mean, he, <clears throat> I started out as coach's assistant, and then from coach's assistant I was um, – I was an office scout, a Midwest scout, a Southeast scout, a national scout, um, and then a kind of co-director. So on one end, I kind of, um, in regards to building a draft board and doing a free agency plan, I've, I've kind of worked at every level. But I think <clears throat> Coach has seen me work at every level, and we've been together so long. So I think that there's such a huge amount of, of, of trust and respect. And um, I think when Coach goes into a free agency or an offseason plan, we have worked together for so long that – when I come to him and, and let him know what me and my staff are thinking in regards to here, the guys we're targeting with some other guys, but this is what we're thinking. And I, and I kind of mirror that with the draft board and positions and stackings. 
basically trimming off all the fat for him and just giving him real information instead of watching 14 offensive linemen. Coach, take a t- pick at you know, take a peek at two or three of these guys. We'll probably select one of them. Here's what we're thinking. We're we've been together so far for so long now where it's more of a I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Um, and still peeking at some tape, but we're not draining everything out of him, um, having him watch all this tape all this time. I mean, he's really just coming in touch base with us, um, get inside of our minds, see what, see what our thinking. But Pat, I just think over the years, there's so much trust now. It's, um, it, it's one of those things where obviously, you know, I wouldn't sit there and dial down to coach Reed on a third and three and say, here's what I'm thinking, coach, let's run this because obviously, I mean, he's a brilliant hall of fame coach. Um, and I'm, nowhere ever trying to put myself in his category just a quarterback out of delaware just so happens that's where matt Nagy played quarterback new offensive coordinator but again a lot of people thought it was dangerous to trade will myers remember that remember what you got out of will myers essentially back-to-back world series appearances I understand Legarius Sneed is very good at what he does. He fits this system very well. He's a very spags type of guy. But, man, you get a second and a third-round pick out of him, and you don't have to pay that contract and have to worry about it in the offseason or worry about him wanting a big-money deal because Sneed's going to want money. In a league where wide receivers are dominating the drafts and dominating the free agency, eventually people are going to get smart and be like, hey, here's the deal. We'll just start paying dudes to cover these dudes and take our chances and hope that we get it right with quarterback. That's what the Jets are about to do. They're about to give Derek Carr money to come just manage their team and trust their defense and their defensive coordinating head coach. And they play in the AFC. You watch. You'll see that trend. Dusty Likens with you tonight. This is After Hours and 610 Sports Radio. On the other side, the NFL is getting it right with rule changes. Baseball is, well... They're dabbing into it a little bit. They're not going full into the water. I'll tell you where they could fix it a little bit and where you guys kind of liked the conversation is where it was heading. We do all that next on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. It's crazy how you get excited the older you get about stupid stuff. Um, So my fan in my room, the... uh, the cords that you pull to turn the fan on and the light on were just some of the most terrible uh, devices you could have ever used. So I went to Amazon and I remember I went to this Airbnb one time and I thought it was cool because on their fan they had like little dangly things and one was a light bulb and one was a fan. So you knew which one was which, which I just found this out. I don't know if you knew this or not. One is longer than the other which the light is the one that's longer and the fan is shorter, so you know which one is which without ever knowing it. But with mine, I have a light bulb on one and a fan on the other, so I'll never be confused again. See, sometimes the fan is the longer one and the is light. Is that what is, it is? It, I think it depends. Not, I don't think they're all, not all two fans are the same. But one's, yeah, one's definitely longer than the other so that you always know. I got the remote. Oh, that's nice. I have a flip, I have a switch, and now I've got two cool little dangly things that tell me one's a light bulb, one's a fan. Speaking of a fan, Big T, I think you're a fan um, of this program, so I'll let you have the floor, my man, as it is, uh, it's Big T and Shawnee time. 
Hey, I appreciate you, Dirty Werewolf. So, man, um, before I get started, I want to give a shout-out to a guy who passed away about two and a half weeks ago. Nobody's really mentioned it. And the reason I mention this guy, he's kind of a forefather of laying the groundwork of what you do in your business right now and what those guys at 810 do. The great, great guy, Conrad Dover, passed away. And if you don't know who that is, he was a nasty, nasty lineman for the St. Louis Cardinals who played alongside uh, Dan Deardorff as well. But the reason I mention him, because uh, I used to listen to him back in the day growing up, Dust, man. Um, he had the Conrad Dover show here in town. And, and then, uh, you know, Eric Superfan Beeler and some of those other guys. So he was kind of one of those grandfathers doing your guys' job right now. So I take my hat off to that dude. A uh, big shout-out to Conrad Dover. And then I heard you talking about, uh, you know, uh, crab or goon or, uh, or egg rolls, you know, mm-hmm. the famous – the famous uh, Crab Ragoon Pizza at OSP, baby. Woo! It rocks. It's you unreal. Know, it's unreal. Do you like that, Dustman? Oh, our boss, Spec, we had a meeting, uh, beginning of the football season meeting, and he got that pizza, and it was one of the first ones gone. I'll tell you what, man. We That's one of our uh, signature pies. If nobody's ever tried it, you need to get to OSP at uh, whatever locations you know we have around town and try it out, man. And then as far as the soup, you know, you're, uh, you're hot and sour and, and mm-hmm. egg drop. Mix it together. It rocks, too, Dustin. Okay. I don't know if you ever tried that, but try that sometime. And then I heard you talking about, um, you know, baseball season. I'm a, You know, I'm a big fan. I'm a big Wills fan. Matter of fact, my aunt's uncle down there in Arizona right now, they had a conversation. Vern walked up to him. Hey, I, I see you guys around a lot. I see you at the games. And then they ended up talking, and she, she, he knows my aunt. Yeah, I'm Dick T's uh, aunt and uncle. So <laughs> it was nice having a conversation. She really digs him. She really has fun down there. They enjoy getting down there and seeing that. And nobody's ever done it. You need to put it on your bucket list. And I think it was the anniversary of them breaking ground up to Arizona mm-hmm. today, back in the day. Uh, and then uh, I would cut down the season to 120. Even though I'm a big fan, I'm old school. I'm with you. I would cut it down to 120. Not 100, but 120. And, and I would do some double headers, and then it'd be seven inning, seven inning games, and then double headers, baby. And they'd have more days off. They wouldn't have so many injuries. It would, and I'm still a big, big Mister October guy. So I'd start late and end in October, you know, early October. Mm-hmm. But, but also, I heard you talking about Legarius Sneed. Now, yeah. <laughs> pump the brakes on that because every level of RD, we need some stars. And you, you know, those guys that did good this year, they're fantastic. But you know how those rookies are. They sometimes they digress, or other teams figure them out. So. I would be uh, hesitant on trading him. I see both sides of it, but there's just not a Ladarius Sneed tree out there. You can just replace that guy. I disagree with that. I know Brett Leach is awesome at that, but like you said, he plays a role. You saw him sack the guy. You saw him on the best uh, receiver. You saw him uh, hitting guys, you know, knocking people out, and you just cannot replace that. So I would be careful on that. But, you know, I'd get both sides of it. And then I'm going to leave you with this, man. I'm getting excited. Some Royals are going to be coming up here, everybody. we got to get that train rolling so everybody jump aboard. And as always, let's go Royals. Big T and Shawnee, thanks for the call. I'm glad that you're tuned in, man, because, like, you know, we like to, we like to keep, uh, keep the crowd entertained as long as possible. I know the, the golden rule is not the same guy or gal is in their car at six. That might be in their car at eight o'clock. Um, but I do. Yeah. The crab rangoon pizza and old shiny pizza. If no one has had it, I will uh, go on this platform and, and tell you, uh, that it is fantastic. It is, uh, 
it is a a very very solid solid pie. Especially with their like green old shiny pizza sauce. It's almost like a It's almost like a a perfect combination you didn't know you had. Egg rolls, crab rangoon, it's all kind of the same for some people, but it's one over the other if you ask me. On the other side, we will do this. We're going to go to a break real quick. We'll come back. We'll talk about what the NFL has is is a proposing and what the MLB has tried to start doing. They're kind of piggybacking off each other, more so the MLB than the NFL. All that more here on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. Back in on 610 Sports Radio after hours, a little after 8.30. Somebody from the text line says, have you ever done the ballpark pizza at Tim's? It's phenomenal. I have. It is fantastic. It has pola sausage on it. It has sauerkraut, like a brown mustard. It's a fantastic pizza. Tim's is a great place to get pizza. Just plan on eating there. Or if you're just like in that neighborhood, which is 40 Highway um, and Independence, uh, just, you know. Maybe put an order in there. Drive down the road. Go check out some old scenery and then drive back. Or just go there and eat. Just plan a day. It's hard to... They're traditional. Like, they're they're old school. If they're too busy to answer the phone, they ain't answering the phone. Straight up. Uh, Somebody said on the text line, averting to the topic that we're getting ready to bring up, from the 785, a shorter season could be fun in the same in the sense that it would start a new period of records in baseball. Someone could realistically bat 400, hitting 40 homers would be a huge accomplishment. It would be fun. Again, that's where we'll start this discussion. For those of you that have not been uh, dialed in, which I don't blame you, to spring training baseball, it is officially underway. You could have heard that today on the 610 Sports Radio station. The Royals played today. They also played Friday. Carrington Harris will be back on the drive tomorrow. But again, some of those games will be played on our sister station, 1660, as well. But there is a pitch clock that has been set in. Shifts are now illegal, and bases are bigger. Sounds like a fantasy land, right? Sounds like, oh my gosh, what are we doing in baseball? But it's change in a sport that has refused to even look at the opposed rules. And you see this with the NFL as we bring this up because the NFL is in a, in a lull right now where the committee of rules and the league and everybody that is really important with how the gameplay is, is, is done in the Big 12, or in the Big 12, in the, in the NFL – they're getting together with ideas and they're starting to brainstorm and cherry pick off ideas of what can make their sport better. And the NFL, more often than not, does a very good job of getting it right when it comes to changing their rules. And one of the rules that they're looking at to change that they wanted to propose maybe a different way to look about it is the roughing the passer. That obviously is not going to change. They said that there were only three instances in which they think they got it wrong. Seems a little biased, seems a little egregious that they think that only three times out of every single call this year that was roughing the passer, that there were only three times, in fact, that the, the officials in the NFL got it wrong. We also know that the NFL and its officials love each other. Roger Goodell, during Super Bowl Media Week, pumped up his officials and said that he thought that this was a very successful year with the officiating crews. I guess everybody kind of, you know, 
lost their mind whenever they found out Carl Cheffers was going to coach the Super Bowl, and then everybody blamed Carl Cheffers for the why the Super Bowl ended the way it did. They said it wasn't a hold, but yet it was a hold. Um, the NFL also is looking to possibly maybe change the way that it does the onside kick, as if you could also just do a fourth and 15 play. The XFL is currently doing it. The NFL and popularity around this rule is growing very, very much, and people tend to like it. The only fear I have is that some teams will have a very, very dramatically high advantage than others, like your Chiefs. You mean to tell me that the Chiefs are down by 10 with about three minutes left to go and they score a touchdown. Instead of doing an onside kick, Patrick Mahomes has a chance to complete a 15-yard pass. Uh, hello. Chiefs may never lose again. There may never be a lead that's safe. Could you do it to start the game? You know how the Chiefs always like to defer? What if they defer and then they come out and they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing the fourth and 15 thing. Sorry. We're going to score seven to start the game, and then we're going to score seven or at least three at the, at the end of the first half because of, because of this dude that, that we call our quarterback. Sorry. Sucks to suck. Um, and baseball is doing something that I like to see, which is they're at least admitting they have a problem with their sport currently. The only issue is they're not fully on board with their problem. They are the alcoholic that says, I can't drink like I used to. Now I just have two or three. But on Fridays and Saturdays, I drink whatever I want. You're at least admitting that you have an issue. That you probably ought to take it back a little bit. But you're not full in that there's a problem. And the MLB does have a problem. One, there's no salary cap. In fact, the Oakland Athletics, they got the number wrong. Their total team salary cap right now is $61 million. Want to take a guess what the Yankees is? 355. In fact, Oakland's salary cap was more in 1991-92 than it is in 2023. Now, Oakland clearly doesn't care about its baseball team, and they're trying to get out. They don't want to play in that city anymore. They don't want to play in that stadium anymore. They'll be the next team to probably go to Vegas. That's just my wild guess about where they end up. But baseball's trying, and the pitch clock is great. I saw a stat on ESPN today that the pitch clock has now caused games to be 34 minutes shorter. In fact, the Texas and Royals game, or Houston, or I'm sorry, the Texas Rangers and Royals game, the first spring training of the game of the year for the Royals, was two hours and 33 minutes. Two hours and 33 minutes. Last year, games were going three hours and 30 minutes. They've almost taken a full hour or three innings off of a game. Love to see it. Now, I'm not saying that every situation is going to be like it was this weekend where there was a 3-2 count, bases loaded, tie game, bottom nine, and the batter took too long to get in and get settled, so they called a call third strike. That's a bit egregious. It's a bit of an anomaly. But I do think this is a start for baseball, and I think baseball can start to kind of change its ways, and how they can do that is they're doing a good job as of now. They're admitting they have a problem. They're cutting out the shift, which was cutting out offense and cutting out 
entertainment for the sport. People were getting more bored with it. There were a lot of two-to-one games, two-to-zero games, and they were long. Soccer can be one-nil, but it's quick. It's 90 minutes, and it's 45-45, and there's a quick little 15-minute break in between. But it's entertaining and quick because it's on a clock. And baseball, bigger bases, no more shifts, pitching clock, that's just a tip of the iceberg. But if baseball can do one of two things in the next few years, baseball can really have a good chance at saving its entire face. And I mentioned this earlier, if you're going to get a full-on makeover, maybe don't rip your face off right away. Change the way your hair looks. Get a different color. Try a new makeup. Then we can move on. With baseball, they're doing that. But eventually, you need to add a salary cap to your sport. I'm not saying it's got to be strict right out of the chute where teams are like, oh, man, I got to cut three-fourths of my roster just to make it. Maybe not that, but at least make it be known to where the Dodgers can't have a one through eight with four former MVPs and three Cy Youngs on their roster. That doesn't seem fun. You can also shorten the season. Why? Because clearly records don't matter. Clearly, 73 home runs in a season doesn't mean anything. 4,000 hits all time doesn't mean anything. We're holding on to records like Cal Ripken's most games played consecutively, Joe DiMaggio's consecutive games with a hit. None of it matters. No one cares about Ricky Henderson's stolen base record. What people care about is entertainment, fun, and it's also competitive. And when you can do that with this sport and you can make this sport better than it's been because it's coinage for its saying is that it's America's pastime. That's because none of what is relevant is in the current time. It's all in the past. Sorry. No one cares about shoeless Joe Jackson and his numbers and his fun and his controversies as well. Those records you mentioned, they weren't going to be beaten anyway. So it's not like we're really taking much away from the game with this proposal. And somebody says, Dusty, I love the pitch clock, but it makes the game unwatchable on TV. Having the pitch clock right behind home plate, right where everyone can see it, is distracting. Good thing baseball is best on the radio anyway. Fair. But also, these are things that baseball is just tinkering with. They'll move the pitch clock. These are just in spring training games. In fact, I do believe the pitch clock at Kauffman Stadium will be above the bullpens because they brought it in last year as an example to see how it would do, where the pitchers would be, where the system would flow, and we're seeing that. And now the pitch clock is making games quicker. And Binkley had mentioned this on Friday last week that people that go to games don't necessarily care about the length of the game. Oh, yeah, you do. How about you family guys out there? Their kids run the bases on Sunday. Instead of sweating your ass off in July for four and a half hours, now you're just sweating your ass off for two and a half hours and your kids run the bases in your home by four. Makes sense. Shorten the season. Make it 100 games. I don't need opening day to be March 29th. I need opening day to be like April 21st. If it's still cold, eh. That's it. Last year, I went to opening day to see Bobby Witt's first game as a Royals in the Major League. 
It snowed. I was in gloves and two jackets and a sweatshirt and a stocking cap. Facts. I don't need opening day to be in March. And if opening day is in mid-April and it just happens to be cold, there's nothing I can do about it. But at least it's not in March. Start in the end of April, end it at the end of August, have your playoffs in September, be out by October. Remember when the Cleveland, I guess they were the Indians at the time, but the, the, the Cleveland, the Guardians, they were playing the Cubs in the World Series and they were playing games in Cleveland and it was like 29 degrees? Nobody wants to do that. Nobody has time for that and nobody enjoys that. Nobody enjoys getting nachos and then their cheese is the same temperature as the dipping dots the kids eating next to them. Shorten your season and put a cap on it and baseball gets real interesting. It's like the text line says, the pitch clock is only located there right now to show the viewer that the rule is being enforced and how it works. At least that's what I've heard from the 816 to the 913. So it won't be behind home plate forever. Oh no, it'll move. We'll move on to, we've got about 15 minutes left. We've got a commercial break in between. And then Blake and I are out of here. We'll wrap things up on the other side on After Hours here on 610 Sports Radio. For all the world to see A statue of a fool made of stone, stone, baseball's really just got to start getting young in their ownership. It's very clear to me that they should be doing 100 games, 250 half seasons. And you'd make the winners of each half season get an automatic bid. You could do some fun stuff with that. Exactly. That's what I'm advocating. The other thing, too, is that the NFL ownerships, they're not young either. Like, NFL owners are old. Like, the Bears. I'm pretty sure Norma Hunt is still the owner of the team. Baylor really doing well handling business tonight at Oklahoma State. They're up 35-20 on ESPN with 2.30 left. West Virginia just really pisses me off. There's a lot of reasons why West Virginia pisses me off. One is they're that team that has to consistently take charges, which the charge is broken in college basketball. It doesn't make sense anymore. It's not It's not cool. It's stupid. It, 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 it's just not the same. And they're really going to cover two spreads at two of the toughest places in conference on the road in three days. Bob Huggins can whatever. Little three-leg parlay tonight. Had North Carolina on the road, money line, took care of business. Baylor up 10 with with 145 left in Stillwater, taking care of business. Iowa State outscored 22 to 10. Since one of their best players left the game with three fouls. Why? Because West Virginia thinks it's fun to take charges. West Virginia sucks. Everything about West Virginia sucks. Where they play sucks. Their stupid crowd song of Take Me Home Country Roads. That song sucks. The hell with West Virginia. They're like the Denny's of the Big 12. Everybody likes Waffle House. Go there. Nobody likes Denny's. Although Denny's can be good. Dusty, shorten the season more? I mean, the Royal season starts on March 30th and it'll be over by April 10th. <laughs> Have a little bit more respect for the boys in blue. Everybody's finally getting what they want now. The young kids are playing. 
The old regime is out. Dayton's gone. Matheny's gone. Although Aroldis Chapman did fall and chip his tooth today. That's or yesterday. That's kind of interesting. That's an interesting injury. Freak sports. And do you remember the Dexter McCluster injury? Robert, my friend, my ex is from West Virginia. She sucks. Get on board. What's up now? McCluster's injury. Well, I was just saying what's the freak sports injuries got like, uh, uh, Yol Guzman, like hurt his forearm playing guitar hero. Then you got a roll to Chapman. Then you got the McCluster injury where he fell over some luggage and broke his like forearm. Sal Perez had one. He like cut his foot carrying suitcases up the stairs. No, he got back from Arizona. Stay away from luggage or just don't carry luggage up the stairs wearing flip flops. I don't think flip flops are very popular anymore, though. West Virginia up 35, 27 and a half. Kiss my ass, Huggins. And I mean that. You're going to go to Kansas and and cover the spread. Then you're going to go to you're going to go to Ames, Iowa is is if not equally talent or equally tough to play in and be up eight at halftime. Good God, I hate betting. Hate it, but I love it. I just hate West Virginia, bro. Take me home down country roads. Why is that even their song? I'm sure there's a reason for it. The text line will help me out and realize it. Again, Blake tonight, Dusty with you. Thanks to the text line. Thanks to him. Thanks to everybody. Ken Wolf, thanks to you, man, for coming in and, and helping us out. Matheny cut his hand with a hunting knife when he was a player. That or he was making the ultimate sacrifice with a buddy and becoming bloodline friends. Isn't that normally how you do it? You cut your hand, then you guys shake hands or something like that? Another wolf to the wolf pack. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want him in my wolf pack. But that is the line from uh, from The Hangover. Tonight was fun. Um, bringing up what uh, Carrington had brought up earlier about the uh, luxurious need thing. There's a lot of people with mixed emotions on it. I understand that, but you got to understand it is a business and a business decision is needed to be made. Brett Veach will not pay Legereus Sneed top corner money. I truly do believe that. You're also not going to have Patrick Mahomes' contract kick in. You're not going to pay Chris Jones. You're not going to pay Juju Smith-Schuster if you do. There's just a lot of money to be sent out on this team, and there's a lot of young talent that doesn't necessarily need all that, you know, high-style profile money. That's why Brett Veach excels in the draft. That's why Andy Reid trusts Brett Veach. You don't go from players, coach, assistant to like GM of a team with the same coach. Robert, I know what the damn song is. I know there's a line that says Mountain Mama. I understand it. The song still sucks. West Virginia still sucks. You don't need to play West Virginia. Ugh. John Denver. Ugh. Gambling, man. We asked earlier tonight, best Starburst flavors. A lot of people saying red, orange, yellow, pink. A lot of people saying pink and red. You can throw the rest away. Give me red and pink and you can have the rest. Strawberry, lemon, orange, cherry. I'm just, I'm happy to see that orange didn't finish dead last most of the night. Our 8 o'clock question tonight, egg roll, crab, rangoon. Majority of people on crab, rangoon side. Someone also mentioned on the text line, what about pot stickers? Big fan of those. I'm not sure if they're the same thing as dumplings, but they kind of remind me of the same. You big chicken and dumplings guy, or is dumplings a word that you don't? Do you eat food that has a weird name? Like, I won't eat meatloaf. Not into it. 
I make fire meatloaf. That's fine. I won't eat it. And I'm sure it's great. Like, I literally didn't eat my grandmother's. No longer on this earth. Probably can hear me through the airways, but didn't eat it. Would always pack a lunch to the family dinner when it was meatloaf night. Dead serious. Then it got to the point where she would just, like, fry up drummies and, like, all the kids would eat that. I also don't eat sloppy joes. Serious. I'm not eating something that's called a sloppy joe. I also don't like sweet and salty. That's kind of a sweet and salty combo. It's like a brown sugary ketchup-y sauce with ground beef. And I don't like mine with brown sugar in it. No, sir. People tend to do that. Like, you know, the people that make the uh, little smokies, they put like the grape jelly in there. Ew. I'm serious. That's a popular thing. Not a fan. But tonight was fun. Tonight's always fun. Tomorrow night we'll be back. Obviously, we'll be here from 6 to 9. We'll follow Carrington Harrison for once. Has the best job in the city right now because the Royals play like 15-day games for the next 27 days, and they always start at 2 o'clock, which is what time the drive starts, as Rob Britton was um, doing. Open-faced meatloaf sandwich. Heck no. Not happening. Although when I was a kid, I did eat a lot of uh, blank on a shingle which is like what the, is it corned beef? Is that what it is? Or it's ham? It depends. It was like ham, white gravy on a piece of bread. With a little gravy. Smashed it. Big time. I also love pigs in a blanket. Probably not the most appetizing thing to eat. Smash them. What about like Spam or Vienna sausages? No. No. Nor pig's feet. West Virginia. Carolina, 77-66. Baylor up 10. West Virginia up 8. Don't need it. Because, see, then what I'll do is, and I promise you this, then what I'll do is I'll bet West Virginia against the spread, and they'll get blown out. Although I once interviewed Bob Huggins. He was a great interview. Just tweet at Henry Lake. Hey, Henry Lake, or at Lake Show, do you remember Dusty's interview with Bob Huggins? I assume we got to get out of here soon. I'm Dusty Likens for Blake. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I'll be back again tomorrow. Same time, 6 o'clock to 9 o'clock. We'll have some more things to talk about, including, well, you'll just have to stick around and find out. Tonight, go do something nice for some people out there. I'm Dusty Likens. It's a cruel world. Change it up a little bit by doing something nice for somebody. Have a good night. Take care. Stay safe, Kansas City.